Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In the Gospels, Jesus reveals Himself to His disciples and the world. He does this primarily through His teaching and His miracles or His words and His works. As we witness Jesus' words and works, we learn that God has expectations for the followers of Jesus, but these expectations are not optional. Today on Drawing Near, we learn what the followers of Jesus must do if they are to be true followers. Please open your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 9, and study along with me as we study Follow Me. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. We thank you, Father, for the way you make yourself known through your Bible, your living word, through your Holy Spirit, and through the life, the words, and works of Jesus Christ. We thank you especially for Jesus' death on the cross, his burial, and his resurrection. And Father, It is comforting to know that Jesus sits at the right hand of your throne. He sits next to you, praying for us, interceding for us. And Father, we ask that we might live in accordance with your word, that we might hear it, understand it, obey it, and then share it with others. Father, help us to know your blessedness and the fullness of your love for us as we seek to walk by faith day by day. Work in our hearts and lives through your word now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin reading today in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And he, Jesus, was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory, and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I say to you truthfully, there are some of those standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Today, let's just focus on these words, not really focus on the context, the surrounding things, because we know what's been going on in Luke chapter 9. Let's focus on these words. Notice what it says in verse 23, because this is important. And he was saying to them all, not just to his disciples, but to anyone who was around him listening to what he was saying. He was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Many people question what Jesus is saying here or who he's talking to. Is he talking just to Jewish followers? Is he talking to all the followers? In other words, is he talking to the nation of Israel, or is he talking to the church, or both? I believe with all of my heart, he's talking to both. And I believe that because, one, he was saying to them all, and yes, they were primarily Jewish listeners, but he says, if anyone wishes to come after me. He doesn't say if you, or if the Jewish people, He's talking about all people everywhere. That's my understanding. 
whoever it is who wishes to come after me, if anyone wishes to come after me. And the idea here is Jesus is making sure people understand that to follow him requires specific activity. Now, this is not a work salvation. This is not saying, if you follow Jesus, then you will become saved. This is saying clearly, along with the rest of the scriptures, that the one who is genuinely saved, who is genuinely converted, born again, regenerated, the true follower of Christ, is one whose life looks like what Jesus is describing here. The true follower of Jesus, who wishes to come after me, and a true follower of Jesus, does desire to follow Jesus, to walk with him. Jesus says, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. To follow Jesus requires that Jesus be preeminent in our hearts and minds. He's our focus, not him and ourselves, not him and the things that we desire, our ambitions, our goals, our dreams. Jesus is saying clearly, if you wish to follow me, I must be your Lord. I must be the one you follow. It's hard to follow someone if you don't keep your eyes on them. It's hard to be committed to a path if you are also committed to many other paths. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now, immediately prior to this, Jesus was talking about how he was going to be arrested and killed, and then resurrect on the third day. Now he's not just saying what's going to happen to him, but he tells all around him what they need to expect as well. If you're going to follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross daily. The cross was not a positive symbol in Jesus's day. The cross was a symbol of punishment and execution. Take up your cross was like saying today, take up the electric chair or take up the executioner's needle. It's a grotesque thought. And it was intended to be, because he's not just saying deny yourself and leave it up to our imaginations. He's saying, if you're going to follow me, you must deny yourself. And it looks like this. Take up your cross, your instrument of sacrifice, your instrument of death, be cursed by this world's standards. Take up your cross, be willing to die daily, and follow me. You see, Jesus was going to die. Jesus came into this world to do exactly that. And so if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, a follower of Jesus has to be prepared to do what Jesus did. Live the way Jesus lived. Speak the way Jesus spoke. That's what a follower does. They follow the example, the pattern of the person they're following. Jesus denied himself. He took up his cross and he laid down his life for our sins. And he says, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. In verse 24, he says, for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Now, this is important. It's context for what he just said. If you're focused on saving your life and taking care of yourself, well, then ultimately you're going to perish. You're going to be condemned and die and be separated from God forever in hell. If you wish to take care of yourself, look after yourself, live for yourself, you're going to lose your life. 
But whoever denies himself, whoever forfeits his life for the sake of Christ, he is the one who will actually save it. That's the path to eternal life, following Jesus this way. In verse 25 it says, For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? What's the benefit of gaining everything we think this world has to offer when in the end we spend eternity spiritually dead, condemned, and lost in hell? Then Jesus says these ominous words, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. That word whoever is important. It ties into the if anyone of verse 23 and the two whoever's in verse 24. It emphasizes that Jesus is not talking to a limited body of believers, a limited community of listeners. He's talking to whoever. He's not talking to just Jewish people. He's talking to all followers. Whoever you are, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I will be ashamed of you when I come in my glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. We need to not be ashamed of Jesus before the world, but we also need to not be ashamed of Jesus within our own lives. We need to be willing to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow him. That's an act of humility and surrender and sacrifice. It is a servant's response to the commands of our Lord. This passage of Scripture gives us the context within which we are to live our Christian lives. It helps us to see what our relationship to Jesus and his words are to be for us. Then in verse 27, he says this, But I say to you truthfully, there are some of those standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Some believe Jesus is talking about the transfiguration, which happens eight days later in our next passage. I personally believe he's referring to John and maybe some other disciples who actually got a revelatory glimpse of the kingdom of God. We know John does that because of the book of Revelation. We know the apostle Paul was caught up into the third heaven. We see that in scriptures. We don't know whether or not other disciples had similar experiences, but they are not recorded in scripture. But that seems to be the most clear and logical understanding from this passage of scripture. What do we do with this? We examine our lives as we examine the teachings and the qualifications that Christ lays before us. What kind of faith do we have in Jesus? How do we follow him? Do we follow Jesus with one eye on him and another eye on the world? Are we lukewarm rather than hot or cold? Are we trying to enjoy and live and prosper in this life while forsaking the life to come? Do we have this spiritual economic right in our lives? Gain this world, lose the next, lose this world, gain the next. And again, this is not about earning our way into heaven. Jesus is telling us, he's helping us to understand what a true convert, what true faith looks like. Faith follows Jesus. Faith forsakes this world for the promise of the life to come, eternity. That's what faith does. Father in heaven, help us to have faith. Help us to follow. Help us to forfeit and in the forfeiture of this world, gain all that you have promised to us. 
Help us to have a clear understanding of these things. They are troubling. They do sound like to some, this is how you work your way to heaven. And yet clearly, that's not what it's saying at all. Help us to have the lens, the proper lens, to see your word through. Father, work in our hearts through your Holy Spirit, because apart from the work of your Spirit, we cannot understand nor do any of these things. Guide us, Father, as we seek to work these things out. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.